Greetings. <laughs> Greetings and salutations. Welcome to Doug and Joe Talk. I'm Doug. And I'm Joe. And we're really happy to be here today. It's kind of a chilly night in November. <laughs> Some people might use the F word followed by the word cold. <laughs> for November it is. It's yeah, just it's, it's too cold for November. It is. It's supposed to warm up a little bit, hopefully like starting soon, but it's pretty chilly tonight. So we're out in the garage. We just turned the space heater off, so you'll be able to hear us, hopefully. Yeah, and hopefully that heat lasts. So for a just while. just so you listeners know, you know, <clears throat> when the weather's bad, we sl- we stick it out out here, generally speaking. So we're suffering for you to bring you a good show. That's right. And I don't. I'm not asking for any credit. Neither am I, but I feel like case. I dislike the cold more than you <laughs> yeah. do. Well, I'm used to it, maybe. I mean, we're, we're I actually, for it. I use a lap blanket, and you don't. <laughs> Did <laughs> I just? Your, Yo, there it is. Right back there. It's, okay. it's, I'm ready. I'm prepared just in case. So, All right. Well, in our hands and freshly lit, we have the Casa Magna Colorado. And here's the details off the internet. Casa Magna Colorado boasts a hearty mixture of quality premium Nicaraguan tobaccos encased in a Nicaraguan binder and... All of the leaves have been carefully fermented to perfection. To conceal these tobaccos, a Cuban seed Nicaraguan Ligero Colorado wrapper is applied to finish the blend, characterizing it as a true Nicaraguan puro, puro or puro, depending on whose accent you're using. Um, So, a Nicaraguan puro. And... um, So, right up front, I'm going to say this is one of, I think, two cigars in my entire life that ever made me sick. And I'm not going to blame the cigar. It might have been that I smoked it on an empty stomach and I was sitting down for like an hour. Who knows? I just want to throw that out there. It's supposed to be pretty strong. Or at least in the your past, it's been strong. Right. And I do think it's up there. I also think I'm a little better with cigars than I used to be. Um, Circumstances can have a lot to do with it. And maybe that's something that we could talk about or we should talk about now. I mean... I've noticed times when you're you're sort of fighting a sickness and your immune system's already weak, your body's just your systems are weak, or if you haven't eaten right, or if you're dehydrated. I mean, lots of different things can affect how your body processes the the uh, your drug of choice yes. as you smoke a cigar. So exactly, and and I do want to say this is a pretty cigar. We talk mostly about taste, but this is a nice box press, and I actually I thought you didn't like box presses. Um. It's just not your favorite. No, it's not my. It, they look cool, but I I don't I like spinning the cigar and a box press feels funny when you try to spin it in your yeah. fingers and when you roll it to light it, yeah. get it even light. But um, so this is a, uh, I believe it's a Corona, but it looks a little bit bigger than a Corona. I can't. I never can remember what we ordered, but there's. A, I'm giving you the approximate shape. So that's that's enough for now on the light. I got um, really bold. I mean, I, I think I felt strength already. Really bold flavors and uh, not heavy spice, but quite a bit of spice. Maybe more than I like, but we'll see in a little bit. We'll let it burn for a while. Yeah. I was pretty spicy right off the bat as well. And um, already I think I'm detecting a little bit of sweetness coming through. Um, It's not too dry. That's a big big plus. Yep. And uh, I like – I've all – I always like – the way that a box press feels in my mouth. And so that already makes me enjoy the cigar a little bit. For some reason, I don't know if it's a draw. It can draw it easier or something. But uh, anyway, so far, so far, it seems strong. It does seem a little does, bit, bit cool, but but uh, we'll find out as and, we progress. And a, I would assume a Nicaraguan 
Puro would be strong. Yeah. Just just off the bat. But and so. to be clear, that means what does Puro mean? Mm. Means it's all Nicaragua. That's correct. And I've yet to completely understand it because I've seen some cigars that's been marked as like an American Puro, but it had like a uh, Ecuadorian Habano wrapper, and I'm like, well, how can that be? And maybe the Ecuadorian Habano leaf was grown in America, but I'm not exactly sure, but but the general answer is all the tobaccos are from the same place. I'm sure that one of our more educated listeners will correct us and yeah. explain it thoroughly in the comment section. Dead, on, that'd be awesome. At the bottom of this post. But the cigar's off to a good start, so... For sure. Um, this uh, The election happened. It did. It happened. It happened. Well, it's happening, actually, still. Mm, kind of, yeah. Yeah. Um... <clears throat> Yeah, how how'd you feel about it? Um, I, I kind of set myself up. That's a good question. Thanks for asking me. I, I kind of set myself up to be like, you know, um, worst case scenario, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna worry too much anyway. If you know, the Democrats sweep major, it won't bug me too much. Um, but I thought I was a little bit hopeful, and then, but then I thought it's probably not gonna turn out that way. It's probably gonna be like kind of like it turned out. So it was kind of anticlimactic in a way, but I didn't want to set myself up. I get excited up to the point where I say, okay, it's done. There's no more to say. Let's vote. Mm-hmm. And that's and after that, I'm like, okay, I'm done. We are where we are. You know? Yeah. yeah. I, I, I don't know. I, I was a little bit disappointed with the some of the House races, the way it turned out. The, the House obviously uh, swung. It How do you say it? Flipped. The, the House uh-huh. flipped to Democrat control. And I was a little bit surprised about that. I, I was really surprised, actually, at how some of the Iowa races went. And I guess maybe I shouldn't be, but um, from I, I guess there's a lot of things that, that determine that outcome. I just always hope that it was an honest election. That's my biggest, biggest mm-hmm. concern when it comes to elections. As long as they're honest, we can deal with that. If, if there's shenanigans, if there's cheating, and if, there's, if they're not um, <coughs> trustworthy, then that's what gets me, you know, kind of upset. And, and like, with this stuff going on in Florida right now, with Broward County, which it seems... How much stuff is going to happen in Democrat-controlled Broward County before we... Before somebody goes to jail? I mean... I don't know. Is, is that the one where that... There was a bunch of stuff... A bunch of uh, votes destroyed after the election, that one... Uh, I don't know. blamed the post office. I don't know about that, but I do know that they, mm. they, they have, like been trucking in box trucks full of these votes that they just like found or something and that how can you do that the polls are closed <laughs> a week ago and you and all of a sudden you just found a bunch of votes i, I uh, i'm I glad that sort of stuff I, I, i'm glad it's somebody else's job but see there's the thing the, so the democrats now are rolling out this mantra and i heard a radio host today playing some playing the repeat of it you know from all these different shows that now these different it was rush limbaugh i think it was Okay. He was talking about um, make count every vote, count every vote, and you hear like fifteen people say the same quote. It's obviously their talking point, you know. Count every vote, and and uh, the, they're implying that some some evil Republican somewhere is trying to selectively not count certain votes, ah. and they're implying that that there's some people, some evil force that's keep trying to keep people from voting. And here's the thing. If, here, here's who I think deserves the blame. 
It's the election officials in that county or in these counties that are having such a hard time. If 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 Mahaska or Paushik, I live in Paushik, you live in Mahaska. Yep. If they were having these kinds of issues, do you not think that we would put some major heat? Like, what what have you been doing? Mm-hmm. It's your it's this is your only job or one you know one of your only jobs is to make these elections run smoothly. And here it's being drug out, not for the first time either. Yeah. Like what what what's going wrong here, and why is there not any accountability for these people? And it just makes you think that they're trying to screw screw with something. They're trying to. It just how what other explanation is there? I don't know. It, I don't know. It sounds that way, and and I do hope that. If need be, someone throws a fit. But at the same time, it's like I, I have to trust the process, you know, even if the opposition wins. And uh, and, and I don't want to be too hands-off or standoffish on this because this is one of those things that I think we have to protect, you know, um, because, you know, I don't, I don't even care if the opposition always wins. we got, we got to protect it. It's got to be done right. Mm-hmm. Um, so... Um, so yeah, and it, it, that was kind of, I mean, it was pretty crazy hearing all the stuff that went on. Yeah, it's still going on. I mean, yeah. we still haven't, apparently a, one of the candidates conceded, but then they're now re, revisiting. Well, so. Recounts are the law. They're supposed to yeah, recount. Yep, exactly. But, um, well, so if, if I may, mm-hmm. the, the, probably the only, the only thing that surprised me, um, of, of the whole thing was a, a couple and I, I'm choosing my words caref- carefully here. A couple radical <laughs> Democrats <laughs> won. And which ones are you talking about? Cortez uh, and no. the lady from Texas, the hippie lady from Texas. Yeah. Uh, so the, I didn't. I didn't know Cortez won. Did, yeah. Did Cortez okay, won. Okay. Oh yeah. So which I got. I got to say something about her later. But go okay. On. Okay. Well, anyway, <laughs> a, a couple a couple radicals won, and yeah. on one hand, there's part of me that's that thinks. Well, maybe the Democratic Party will just embrace that to their to their demise, because I really think that's a that's a mistake if they do, because I think I think they'll lose. So so part of me wants <laughs> wants them to do that, um, but again that that so so that was a surprise. But also what didn't surprise me, but kind of always irritates me, is I wonder how many of the Democrats that did win ran as moderates. But won't be moderates. That's the other thing. That's the thing that scares me more <clears throat> mm-hmm. than the than the than the, the dishonesty. Um, Beto lost, which mm-hmm. you know, against Cruz in Texas, that was kind of a big that race. was a big deal. Um, but anyway, so here's here's this is this illustrates it. I think that's a good segue into the thing I wanted to say about Cortez. Can I? Yeah, go ahead. Beto. Okay, Beto O'Rourke. Beto. I heard something interesting. It was either Shapiro or somebody else that that was reporting on the election. Um, had some some someone had studied the ballots and apparently like it's like a pretty pretty stark old people versus young people split really? that vote for voted for Cruz versus O'Rourke which is a little bit scary because that's kind of meaning the Republicans are losing the young the young crowd even though he won in that part of the in country. in that right in that part of the country and so it's like but you would think. In that part of the country, the young people would be on board with somebody like it. Just seems Texas just seems like you know, oh, everybody's well, going to be. But you know what's going on in Texas right now? I mean, Austin, Texas is like the new Hollywood. There's yeah, a huge that's, influx. That's true. That's true. The big city, a huge, thing. huge yeah. influx, and that, and that, to me, I think that's what probably is is driving that. You know, well, urban, yeah, urban versus 
versus rural is a big oh, split. Yeah. It's that's yeah, that's, that's the, where the big split is. But yeah. it's really kind of what happens that you get these these areas that are solid, they're secure, they're successful, like Texas, and then that becomes a fertile landscape for enterprise and for business and for things. And then so these young enterprising people go there, and they end up wrecking it by implementing progress, quote unquote progressive or liberal yeah. policy and and anyway but here's here's what here's why I think you're right okay. with the uh, with the, the activist sort of extremist liberal people getting in uh, in charge or in charge elected yeah so Cortez uh, I forget her other name her other names whatever Google eyes Cortez is <laughs> what Andy Cleveland calls her <laughs> from New York right um, she spent her first day on the job today protesting in Nancy Pelosi's office with a bunch of uh, environmentalists that were protesting Pelosi. So here you have this. <laughs> this is amazing. This is so funny. Okay. A lot of people don't understand how Washington works. Mm-hmm. So they think if you elect somebody that they automatically go up there and they can be their, your agent for change and, and do all the things that they promise to do. Well, there's this huge political game that they get dumped into as soon as they get there. They have to raise a bunch of money. Uh, they have to toe the, po- polit- toe the line for the party. Otherwise, they'll never find themselves in a meaningful appointment on a committee. They'll, they'll, they'll get, find themselves being opposed, and they will not get reelected. Yep. So they have to basically earn the party's trust. Well, here's here's this Cortez going in as a how did you what was the word you used? Act, not activist, but radical. Radical going in as a radical immediately protesting at the office of one of the most powerful Democrats. That's not do, the right thing. to that's do. That's not the right you thing. Don't to do. You politics. don't want to make enemies. So you're absolutely right. The party's fractured, mm-hmm. and and it's it's in for it's in for more defeat if it can't. It's got to go one way or the other, and I think. Um, it better go moderate, otherwise it's going to be. <laughs> I don't know. Not, yeah, well, not and, good. and I, I want to. After our, I want to come back to the word moderate after our cigar update, mm-hmm. um, because I'm glad you kind of talked a little bit there, because I, I retrohaled and tried to get a, a real sense of what this cigar is mm-hmm. doing, and because and, it's time, it's time for our update, and it's. Um, remember the last one? I forgot what the cigar was, but the last cigar we smoked, I remembered it. It was maybe not the first cigar ever, but the first I really remember being bold and earthy, but still sweet. So it was earthy sweet, not baking spice sweet. And so it was it was all right. And this is headed that way, but I think this is bolder yet. It's got it's got yeah. heavy heavy earth. And I was trying to like trying to make the split. Is it dark chocolate or a little coffee again? Which I get a lot in Nicaraguan cigars. Um, it's but I'm not got that Nicaraguan taste. You will, yeah, um, and, and so and I'm, I'm getting consistent spice. I'm surprising that it, I'm not being overwhelmed by the spice. I'm like right on the line. It's it's pleasant, but it you know it could go either way, and um, but it's tasty so far. I want I want more sweet. I want more baking spice, and there might be a hint of baking spice under the earth that I'm not not getting yet. But with the retro hail, kind of liven things up a little bit, and it didn't burn my nose too bad. So I've got a little bit of a <clears throat> respiratory sinus thing going on, so I'm not going to be doing too much retrohaling tonight. But but I can taste what you're saying. That that, that sweet is under there. It's, hopefully, it'll kind of develop and show its face a little bit more as we progress. Yeah, and there. Yeah, 
and there's enough enough oil on it to keep me interested, especially on a cold mm-hmm. cold night and all. And then it, anytime the weather gets dry, I like oiler cigar. I don't want to smoke a dry cigar in the dry winter. I hear you, but I hear you for sure. So uh, so it's it's working good, and we're only gosh, you know, we're 15 minutes in, and we're an inch down. We got we got a, a good hour probably on this if the burn stays consistent. Yeah. So um, okay, moderate. I wanted to come back to that. So. Um, People are talking about, you know, if the, if the Democrats run, they should run. Should actually, the party should tow kind of a moderate line if they want to pick up voters. Here's the thing, though. This is this is the kind of dichotomy. Instead of being far left or far right, you need to be in the middle. Well, sometimes that's not exactly the right answer. There's a different option. And so I, I'd almost think of it as a triangle. So you've got the bottom of the triangle is the left and the right. And if you go to the top peak of the triangle, that's kind of the classical liberal... And the uh, and the libertarian conservative type where, where they meet, mm-hmm. and so it's I'm not exactly saying play the moderate game, play the middle road, um, although that might win votes if they did that. I'm saying I think the classical liberals and the libertarian-ish conservatives um, might actually dominate if if a party would really try to hit that hard, mm-hmm. um, and I think. Conservatives m- might actually be winning some of those people over. Might be winning some classical liberals over. Yeah, my concern is always, and you know, I'm just thinking out loud here because this just kind of got this idea as you were talking here. But the, the thinking of the Overton window—that you go all the way right, you yep. go all the way left. There's a range in the middle that is accepted ideas. It almost seems like the element of the progressives or the the activists, Democrats, whatever you want to call them, on the left have just decided to completely write off everyone that doesn't think like them. And they've said, Fooey on your window, we're over here, clear left of here. And they're not even trying anymore to play ball. They're not trying to play in the rules anymore. They're saying, screw the rules. This, this, you know, we're starting a new game. And they're finding a little bit of success with, think with I forgive me for saying this, but with non-thinking people who uh-huh. don't understand the ramifications of these ideas and their history... And so they're finding a little bit of success, but I think you're right. I think you're totally right that people that do, that doesn't work out. It's not a solution that works. Mm-hmm. So that when you go down the road a little ways with that, the only way for for that those ideas to work is to go to full blown socialism slash communism, more and more government, and that never works. Never has worked one time. Yeah. And so as soon as the, the hope is, I guess, that then enough of the masses are in your group that can wake up and have a big enough force to, to fight those who say, I want all the free stuff, and, you des- and I deserve it, and you have to give it to me because you have stuff. Mm-hmm. If, if, uh, as long as the producers in this country are, stand up in time and unite, and I think those are the people that you're talking about, the sort of classical liberals and... And conservatives and things. If if we stand up in time in mass, we can put a stop to this. But if we don't stand up in time, uh, these this sort of new wave of leftism, a new wave of communism, whatever you want to call it, mm-hmm. um, it'll take power quickly <clears throat> if it can, because that's the way it, it works. Yeah, and that you know when you you start saying that, there is a certain you know there's there's this idea that um, I, I don't know Google Facebook the the kind of um, monopoly folks kind of came to mind because the the fact that when they get so big, I, I'm, you know, I'm 
I don't like government regulation, even when they get big. Um, there, there is, I suppose, a point where something's a monopoly and maybe it needs to be regulated. But I just, I'm so anti-regulation. I don't, don't even want to think about it. But there, there gets to a point where they get so much power that it, it's not just that. Even that I'm Google searching and they're controlling my results. It's that they've got enough money to control the government that's controlling them. And when they do that, then the little guy trying to compete with them has to hire a human resources manager, a government documents manager, and everything else manager, and they can't afford to compete and try to keep up because only the richest of the rich, the big boys, that can lobby the government and, and keep the regulations there, not because they want regulations, but because they don't want the little guy to be able to have competition. to be able to yeah. grow up through with the competition. So anyway, yeah. Um, and so, yeah, that sometimes that starts to worry me a little bit because they don't only lobby. This was my point. They don't only use their money to lobby political power. They use their influence on their own employees. Yeah, which I would do too if I had a big business. You know, um, if I could. But there's an ethical line. You, yeah, you there will, is an ethical that right. There's, a line. there's an ethical line, yeah. and uh, yeah, and it's old news. But some yeah. of the some of the staff meetings from I think it was Google or someone else where they were just pushing a political oh, yeah. agenda at a staff meeting was almost all of them and then people are getting fired or censored at work because mm-hmm. of if they have a, a difference of opinion yeah yeah well and yeah I think I feel I almost feel like because we have some other things we want to yeah. talk about today but I almost feel like at some point we might need to have a special episode just talking about the ins and the outs the actual facts about these big tech monopolies and just maybe try to because we, we've, we've played with it a little bit, we but maybe have. we need to sit down and really hash that out some. Do a little research, because I actually think if we talked enough about it, you might be able to convince me that I could say, yeah, some government regulation's okay. You know, I'm kind of libertarian. Sit, sitting today in the tractor, <laughs> I think I got the linchpin. I had a new idea today. I was like, oh, I never saw that in our discussions before, so I'll bring it up, but not tonight. We have we have some other things that we want to talk about tonight. We do. Um, I'd like to... Uh, I'd like to... Uh, I'd like to throw out one thing here real quick that we've actually, like, I think I missed it two days in a row. I like to have an unofficial, two, two days, two podcasts in a row. Um, I don't know if I mentioned an unofficial sponsor before. I did? I think so. Okay. But that's okay. That's okay? It's unofficial. Yeah, it's we unofficial. Do we want. So if I mention them again, it's, it's okay. <laughs> but um, the JD's PCs is, uh, he's a friend of mine. Um, so, you know, I, I want a full disclosure here. He is a friend, but he's, I also pay him to do work for me great um guy he actually learned kind of everything about computers on his own um he works on computers he helped me buy my computer helped me set it up you know he he has some big business client bigger business clients that he works for but he also just works for the small guy too he's got a successful business in pella iowa he's he's a great guy and it's a great business that that i want to offer offer support to and say if if you need something call him have him take care of it you know he's one of those people that if I have an issue, I call him, and he'll be like, "Yeah, just Google it on the internet and figure it out." I don't think you, I don't think you want to pay me to figure. To, <laughs> That's to do, awesome, you know. And it's That's really great, great when you got somebody that'll be that honest with you, yeah, you know. Sure. So. Um, Cool. Anyway, so well, how do people find out? How do people get engaged with JD's PCs? Um, I, I the website. Um, I don't, but it's probably JD's. Oh. It's probably JD's PCs.com. If you, you know. Google, oh, man, oh, did I say oh. that? Go to a uh, search engine of your choice. Yeah, there you go, <laughs> <laughs> and you can search for JD's PCs. JD's PCs. And it's in Pella, Iowa. Um, so glad. You anyway, yeah. So, I, I, uh, yeah, I'd like to talk about Tucker. 
<laughs> Tucker Carlson's daughter kind of being, I put the word attacked in yeah, our notes. Yeah, so what happened? Attacked. I, I, saw, I saw a headline <clears throat> that he kind of wigged out at a country club somewhere. So. What happened? So here, here's the, the details. We already know that they surrounded his house. Yes. Well, his wife was home alone. Right. Which but is this was already tr- like. Right, that's crazy. Way this, was, this was kind of different. Um, uh, apparently, his his 19-year-old daughter had gone, they were at a, maybe at the country club, at a restaurant at the country club, something like that, but had gone, walked away from him, maybe to the restroom or something, and was coming back, and some middle-aged guy basically confronted her, and there was a little bit of a conversation that ensued, but he basically said, you know, who are you, going to Carlson's whores, or something like that, and basically called her a whore. Oh, my. And... Apparently, as if I have the information correct, it sounded like then her brother came back and was like talking to the guy, and apparently like threw a glass of wine in his face. But here's the thing that I thought was was awesome. <laughs> I heard that Tucker Carlton uh, Carlson said um, it took everything within me not to hit the guy with a chair. Oh, I'm sure. You know, and it's like, and on one hand, it's like okay. <laughs> You're a good dad. You want to hit the guy with the chair. I'm glad that you want to hit the guy with the chair. And, you know, I mean, and I'm glad he didn't, you know. Um, for his sake. For his sake. I'm, I'm sorry that he didn't in the in the other sense. I mean, probably. I Yeah. Um, was there any, any apology? Like, oh, I didn't know that was your daughter? Uh, was there any kind of not not that I heard it's I heard that oh was that was Lord. that was it and I apparently there was a quite a bit of yelling even from you know, the Carlson family and, and stuff. But, <laughs> oh, my word. Um, so I, I didn't hear the conclusion. Like, I don't know if the guy got kicked out or what. So that's that's what I heard. And it's, that's it's insane. Like, it, it is. And it's like we, I, I guess, I wanted to focus on the fact that I'm, I'm glad he didn't hit him with the chair. There, You know, and you and I have talked. That there are times when it's, when it's worth hitting somebody. <laughs> yeah. And um, there, Well, here's my quote that you might be basing this on. Mm-hmm. There are things that are worth spending a night in jail. Mm-hmm. I totally believe that. Defending your daughter, yeah, that's pretty. That's pretty on the list. I think if the guy would have touched her, I would have. I would have done something. Yeah, for sure. And uh, and and the thing is, I I wish, and I've said this, I think in in another podcast that I wish trespassing, I wish businesses would take more seriously, use the trespassing laws to take more seriously things like this instead of just saying calm down, it's okay. No, no, it's not okay. You're out of here, and you're not coming back. Yeah, um, that's what should be done. And and granted, you have to get some of the details, and you don't have to have a necessarily a court hearing to do that. But you do have to work at it to find out what happened, because sometimes that's difficult. There, there need to be some. And see, here's the here's the issue with a lot of this: is that in order for a society to run smoothly, any society, there have to be norms. And there have to be some hard, fast lines. Like, this is how our society operates. These are the rules. These are the things that are off limits. These are the things that you're able to do. And, and like, as long, as long as there's a standard set of rules, then we can have a culture and we can, we can interact as human beings. When, there, when we've lost that now, I mean, you offend somebody. You call your somebody's daughter a whore. Mm-hmm. That was like a... That was... A big deal. That was grounds for a duel mm-hmm. not very long ago in this country. Because that was a line you did not cross, period. And it seems like as we erase these things, we could become less and less human. I, I mean, I, that's maybe a strong way to put it, but it, it just seems like our humanity is eroding and eroding and eroding. And I, uh, 
I agree with you, and I, and and here's here's the place where I wanna where I wanna draw lines because I'm always thinking about where the lines are, because I, I don't want again I don't want too much government involved. I'm not talking so about wanna, laws, right? Right. We're not talking about laws, <laughs> no. but I but I do think that the owner of the restaurant should, and this is an ought. It's not a law, but he the, he she should take care of it. Mm-hmm. Should address it. Should make a big deal out of it, and should Unless make sure he wants more of it. <laughs> exactly. Well, and, and that's what, you know, I think it's going to happen more all over because our, our society's getting a little bit out of hand. And the thing I don't want to see is I don't want to see congressmen or whoever trying to pass a bunch of laws to fix it. Yeah. It doesn't need to be fixed that way. There are already enough laws on the books where you can say, don't, you're not allowed in my restaurant anymore, period, because of what you said. And that's how it should be taken care of. Yeah. You should have respect for the people that are there and that are good people that are paying customers. Yeah, paying customers. Yeah. And if someone's a jerk, you kick them out. <clears throat> Um, and you know what? Even even if even if you even if you decide to kick out people you don't like, and I think it's the wrong reason, it's still your business. Do it, right? You know. Um, so anyway, get get kind of heated thinking about that because man, yeah, you know, gosh, someone just calling your daughter a whore. That's a pretty pretty big deal. So. Have, have you seen anything anything trying to demonize uh, Carlson about this? Initially. I'd heard some things that did, but then it, it seemed to pretty quickly, pretty quickly turn, the around, turn around. Yeah, once, yeah, or whatever. The videos or audios or whatever. Yeah. Oh, everybody, goodness. that's the other thing. Everybody has a camera. Now, oh, everything gets recorded. If there's a commotion, <clears throat> it's the first thing that happens is cameras are coming out. It it does, and I, I, I think that's good. I I think it's, yeah. I I, I don't think I ever lean that that's negative. I I think. There's a possibility I might smart off sometime and say something that I wish somebody didn't catch on camera, but that's my that's my own well, fault. Here's, the, to, here's you know? the problem with it. There's there's one pro, one big okay. the problem with it is is that you never catch on video the thing that started the confrontation. Right, you don't you don't get context. You only see mm-hmm. the response. And and I remember <clears throat> I, this lane's close to home for me personally mm-hmm. because I remember my only detentions that I ever got in high school <laughs> were because a teacher walked out during my response to something that had happened prior that they didn't see, and of course I always got in, I got I got in trouble for it and uh, happened twice to me and I'm and I'm I mean look, that's not even a big deal I don't care I would I would it's a good thing I don't know I didn't know then what I know now because I would have gotten way more trouble in yeah. high school I'm not saying this is a big deal but yeah. it is a big deal especially in this day and age of where if I have something that I can twist and con- and construe to make somebody that I don't like look bad, I'm going to do it. It's that's a, it exacerbates the problem. We don't ever see the 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 cause of the incident. We just see the response, and that's not fair. Yeah, and it's interesting you say that because I, I, I still remember in Mr. Ork's class in junior high. I didn't name names. Trent, in my, oh, you you didn't. I didn't. You you can name names I, if it, you want. But. It, it's all right. I, I honestly I don't I don't. I don't hold a grudge against him. I understand why this was this was what he said, gotcha. and it was Trent Caramaza was the kid, and I I I didn't hold it against Trent either. He kind of jumped me and was wrestling me to the ground, uh, ornery, not trying to beat me up yeah. really or anything. I'm like, yeah, and the teacher just walked out in the hall. And he jumps me. Mr. Orwick comes back in. He goes, "You guys are fighting in class. You know, you're in trouble." And I'm like, "I didn't do anything. He jumped me." It's like doesn't matter. You're both fighting, which yeah. is not true. It does matter. Mm-hmm. I didn't do anything. Now, I probably did three or four other things that he didn't yeah, yeah, know about, yeah. but that's beside the point. <laughs> it teaches the wrong lesson, though. It, teaches, it does. It, it it's does. not justice at that point. It, it, it isn't. So, um, well, it is uh, It is time for our next cigar update. And 
man, we're my ash fell off, but I'm mm-hmm. there's like I got a lot of the cigar left. This is update two, and we're two inches down, maybe. Oh uh, yeah, maybe a little bit more than that. I mean, it's okay. a good size cigar. Okay. I, think, I think I'm approaching approaching half. Okay, this is the draw's good, but it's yeah. burning slow, and that's yeah. I guess saying we're getting a lot of bang for the buck out of this yeah. one. So that's a good thing. Yeah. So it's, it has mellowed out quite a little, and yeah. maybe it's just the mouth getting used to the boldness of the smoke but it's uh it's really mellowing out quite a little for me i don't know about you um yeah i i, I think it's mellowing out too uh, uh you got more more to say no, well um okay you're tasting right now <laughs> well i'm a this is the, i i will say this is this is not my palate but i'm enjoying it it's a good cigar oh i forgot to mention when i cut the cap off i did a good cut but part of the wrapper came loose on the on the Head of the cigar, right where right where I cut it, which didn't make me happy, but I just kind of licked it. And I've been rolling it and licking it. And it's it's stayed down, um, fine. So it it's not bothering the, you know bothering me smoking it. Um, but it's so so this isn't my palate. I, I want more baking spice, but yeah. man, it's a well made cigar. I love the I love that it's oily enough to keep me interesting. The spice is interesting, but not overpowering. <coughs> and um, but it's uh it's more earth than I want. Like I want more. I want some baking spice sweet in there, but it's earthy. It's like the the dirt. If there's any sweet, it's like a dirt sweet, similar to the VSG a little bit in that respect, but it's not not similar uh, completely. Just just in that one respect. Um, and I there's almost a a dirty. I'm gonna call it dirty coffee. I wasn't sure if it was chocolate. I'm gonna say a dirty coffee. Um, and I can't say that that's that I like that a lot, but it's not, it's not dirty coffee in a, in a negative, you know, should we say church coffee? Maybe, maybe church coffee <laughs> way. I, I think church coffee sometimes tastes like dish rags, but uh, uh, anyway, <laughs> what is it? Somebody's got to come up with a solution for church uh, coffee. But your, our church coffee is good though. Whatever you we, guys, we try. You guys, you guys have decent coffees. Our, our, you guys, our, you guys. Well, mm. yeah, at our church, it's not the coffee that's the problem. It's the brewing mechanism mm. that's the problem. So we need to probably invest in some better brewers, but yeah, well, we, um, if we care enough. To invest. So, um, do you have any more? It's so consistent. Do you have any more to say? Because I do. I have something okay. more to say. I I, I want to say, I'm not. I'm not really that impressed with it. I think it's a it's a quality cigar. It's. I mean, it's not a bad cigar. I like to smoke cigars, and it's not mm-hmm. a not an off putting cigar. Mm-hmm. But I agree. I really. I like a lot more like flavor. Taste. Like, I want some more sweet in there. Yeah. And it's just not. I'm not. I'm having a hard time pulling out any kind of notes at all. I mean, it, it's. I mean, it tastes like a Nicaraguan cigar. Yeah. The the VSG, I said it was consistent but not boring. I might actually say this one's consistent and a little boring. I, I think I'd agree. But I think if you want power, I don't know for sure. I, it's not making me sick, or at least yet it's not. But I can it, it's a I can tell it's a full-bodied cigar. Yeah. And that's what it's given us is that mm, yeah. heavy earth, dirty coffee. <laughs> yeah, but I'm, I mean, and part of it might be I do have a little sinus infection too, but like I don't, I'm not getting much... And some of my sweet that I was getting is up in my nose, so you okay. might not be getting that sweet, yeah. but the hint that I'm getting is up up in my nose. So yeah, so there we go, um, Casa Magna, Colorado. Not winning, not winning a lot of awards with us tonight, but but we <laughs> but we'll keep smoking it. Yeah. We're not putting we're, it out. We're not gonna stick yeah. it out. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, all right, so um, so you heard about uh, Pete Davidson, kind of. Yeah, this is a good thing to talk about. Kind of making a joke about Dan Crenshaw. Yeah. Then Crenshaw had some pretty good character when he's like, you know, it was basically said he probably shouldn't have done it, but whatever. You know, comedians do what they do. So he didn't make a big deal of it. But then Pete Davidson comes back and... Well, uh, Crenshaw won. 
Because wasn't the joke before the election? Oh, the, yeah, The yeah. first joke. Oh, maybe it was, yeah. Then Crenshaw won. You're right. Uh, seat in the House, is it? I, I can't don't remember. remember. And it has to be, because I don't think he's a senator. Mm-hmm. Um, won a seat in the House. In and, Texas. In, was it in Texas? It was Texas. And uh, then he comes on SNL. He came on and kind of, I don't know. <laughs> I didn't see it. I don't watch these comedy yeah. shows because I think they're drivel. But but uh, <clears throat> did you see it? Did you watch it? Um, I, I didn't. I heard the audio of his apology. Mm-hmm. And what it what it sounded like was, and I didn't hear, I heard that Crenshaw actually made jokes about Pete. Yeah, it did. And I, I didn't hear that. the jokes. Yeah. But, Pete, but Pete Crenshaw actually gave apology. That's the first apology that I've ever heard that sounded honest and legit, like, legitimate. He really yeah. meant you know, hey, I crossed the line, I shouldn't have done that, which nobody (laughs) ever says, you know. It was a legitimate apology, and Crenshaw accepted it, and then kind of threw some slams back at him for fun. I don't think he really wanted to. I think that was kind of part of it. I bet it was part of the... the, It was pretty good. I I mean, I read read some of it. Mm -hmm. I didn't see it, but he said if the meth from Breaking Bad was a person like that's what <laughs> it would that look would like or dancing. something like that oh that's funny but <clears throat> no i i really think and I, I was telling you before the show as we were kind of talking about the jennifer tonight that i think that this interaction between crenshaw and, and davidson is more important than i think it is especially amongst the type of demographic that's watching saturday night live mm-hmm. and buying into the all these mm-hmm. political jokes and stuff mm-hmm. um I really think that it was probably more important than than I think because that's not my world, and I think that it was a maybe. I think it has potential to be a real step towards civility, because I mean, uh, did you hear what the, what uh, Crenshaw said about never forget? Mm-hmm. Like to thank a vet, but because it was Veterans Day this week, which shout out to all the people who have served. We we love our veterans. Um, I I really think that. Well, and. Uh, Pete Davidson's dad, am I, did I get this right, is a, was a firefighter that was killed on 9-11 in New York. Oh, I didn't, I didn't know that sure. part of the story. Okay. And so they kind of had something in common, okay, you know? That's and, cool. and so this, uh, uh, so Crenshaw said, rather than say, you know, thanks for your service, that's good, but like, say never forget. Don't forget, you know? Yeah. And, uh, and not, not only mm-hmm. don't forget, um, you know, 9-11 or whatever, but don't forget why you, why you served and what, yeah. what, what it is that makes us American. That's, dude, that's pretty intense. That's, that, those are some ideas with some pretty big implications, and so I was happy to see that that happened. Yeah, me too. And I'm I'm a big I'm a big fan of civility, even if you're yelling at each other across the table and smoking a cigar, and then you then you decide to pour some scotch and you know talk about the football game. Yeah, yeah. That that kind of that's what makes us American. And I, you know, I I have to do a shout out to Andrew Clavin, where some of my podcast influences on my sleeve here, because I liked what he said too when when he was commenting on this. He he said. Uh, if you ever do use that thank you for your service line, don't just thank them for your service. Thank them for something that you love about America. Thank thank them for the walk you took in the park with your wife the other day because that's what they provided. Yeah. They you know, it's not just that you went and fought that you you preserved what we have here in America. Yeah. And I like being specific. Um, you know, even in my relationship with my wife, in, in counseling at times, a counselor said, hey, be specific when you give her a compliment. You know, don't just say, you're awesome. You know, be, be more specific. And I, I like that, doing that with, with a veteran and saying, appreciate it. I actually try to do it with cops when they pull me over. And if I get pulled over, I'm usually so pissed at myself, it's hard <laughs> to say, hey, I you got a tough job. I don't like getting a ticket, but hey, I'm glad you're a cop. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like... <laughs> yeah. So, um, usually, 
it's it's pretty rare to find moments to talk to cops in an encouraging way. I found, and this is somebody that might be entering in law enforcement not too long, but but uh, I've I've tried to have friendly conversations with police officers and law enforcement before, and uh, apparently it's the wrong time to do it or something because I never it's never not usually received very well. I don't know why. Or it doesn't seem like it. Maybe they're just working in have other things to think about. Yeah, and it, it's probably it's probably pretty hard to have a a nice conversation with with somebody at that moment. You know, you want to you want to take them out for a beer later on. Well, yeah, tell I mean, them if, 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 if they're pulling over pulling you over, yeah, well then they're on a whole different yeah. thinking level, but you know. Yeah. So, all right. Well, um so we got some pretty nasty stuff going on in in California. Before before we before we get to that, um if I'm if I said this before, I hope I'm not duplicating myself. I don't think I am, but I want to talk about uh, something that I think is cool. Yeah. Okay. About that. Um, so this is our cool things segment. We don't have a fancy song. Okay. <laughs> Maybe I have. <laughs> but um, there's a series that my wife and I got turned on to, and I can't remember who recommended it. I think I probably heard somebody on a podcast say it's a really cool crime drama, and it's got conservative values. I'm like, oh well. But but then he also went on to say, which it was probably Andrew Claven or someone else, but whoever it was, they said, uh, but it also deals with some really hard issues. And and so just from that short recommendation, whoever recommended it to me, my wife, my wife and I watched the first couple episodes, and we were hooked. We're like five seasons in now or something like that. Blue Bloods. Well, you know why, don't you? No. It's not the issues, and it's not the social commentary. It's Tom Selleck. Well. The guy's a magnet. He's like... He, Tom Selleck is amazing. He's right up there with, uh, who's the There Must Be Blood guy? <laughs> no, no, he's not that good. Daniel Day-Lewis. Daniel, oh, yeah, he's pretty good. <laughs> he's, yeah, they're on two different they levels. They are, two, different, the two same, different levels of actors. Thing, but, but, I mean, um, but no, but Tom Selleck and, and his character. Quickly Down Under. Yeah, Quickly Down P. Under was awesome. Magnum P.I., yeah. You can't, you really, you almost can't go wrong. What was the big movie that you, one of the, I don't, yeah, anyway. he was in a big movie? Lots of big movies. Come on. See, I see. I only remember him from Magnum PI and Quigley Down Under. Those are the only two I really remember. There's another one where he's like a in the Navy or something. What is hmm. that one? Oh well, I don't remember. But I guess I'm not a very good fan. But <laughs> but I remember. love his character and and just in closure, I don't want to take a long time to talk about Blue Bloods. But one fun thing you get from the series is he. Uh, will have these quotable moments. And so whoever's writing this, they, they, they're they great writers because they write these quotable moments in where you're like, man, I'm going to remember that. I'm going to say that to somebody. <laughs> and there's just a lot of a lot of that. And it's fun when that stuff sticks with you. Yeah. And you're thinking, yeah, that That's represents good. values that I like. That's so, good. It's like a John Wayne, like a modern day almost. It, it is. And I have, to, I have to watch it. There's a John Wayne, the Liberty Valance. I, I don't think I've ever seen that. I need to... That's that's a complete side thing we need to. That maybe I'll talk about that sometime. But so cool. the fires. That's a yeah. pretty pretty big deal, man. <clears throat> yeah, they're they're really bad, and I I don't know. I I feel I feel kind of bad that my heart isn't more compassionate about that because I feel like we're our heartstrings get. Um, there's an attempt on our heartstrings so often throughout the days with. Things that either causes that people want us to get going about, or yep. especially in this election thing, there's been so much of this sort of um, disingenuous heartstring pulling that I feel a little bit numb. <clears throat> but this is a devastating, devastating thing that's going on there. There's just, I mean, whole towns burning, you know, people people dying trying to escape fires in their cars. That would be terrifying, <clears throat> unbelievably terrifying. 
Well, and it's it's a little, you know, it's disconnected. Obviously, we're Iowa, they're California. But uh, my brother, my ex-brother-in-law and my sister live in Denver. And so when the fires were going through Colorado, oh, yeah. you know, they were... They were were not close enough to be threatened themselves, but there were friends. They were telling me about that, and so so I know kind of what what that feels like yeah. on a closer level. And so now that someone else is going through it, I can I can at least feel a little bit for them. Yeah. And uh, <clears throat> I'll tell you, it's it's one of those things. It's kind of like the tornadoes that we had this last summer. Oh yeah, it's you you know the idea of it, and you know what it is, and you know there's not a lot of mystery to it. But as soon as you are involved in the situation. It's something snaps awake inside of you that you didn't know was there. It's a crazy experience. When we were living in Colorado, there was one day when um, some of the fires were coming close. And we could see, we'd been seeing the smoke and we'd been hearing, I guess they had gotten a call from authorities at the camp there saying that there is a fire. It's here's where it's at right now. You're just beyond standby because we don't know what's going to happen. Then we got another call that it's getting closer. We had actually all of the, all of the men that were working at the camp at the time. So this, some of them were teenagers, but if they're old enough, then they came. Mm-hmm. They did. They too. We were loading up chainsaws and shovels and axes and everything, and we we're getting in the backs of pickups to go, like, try to help. And um, we just were getting loaded up. We we're just getting ready to leave, and they called. They got it under control, and oh, we didn't wow. have to go. But I will tell you, when you see the smoke, and when you're getting ready to go into, you're getting ready to go to war with the fire. It. I mean. Okay, life just took on a whole new—I don't know—like <laughs> a dimension. Yeah. It's—I uh, can't imagine what some of these people must be experiencing because it's not like you can do anything. It's such a helpless. Yeah, it, it is. It's like it's—it's it's more just kind of getting people out of the mm-hmm. way. It's—it's it's been so bad. And these winds, I guess, are just going to make the problems worse. Gosh, and you know, I—I I work out on a on a farm. I mean, you, you get south of Oskaloosa. And it's just flatter than flat. Any of all the way from from Atumbo to Oskaloosa, it's just super flat. So you get these winds out there that are nuts. And so every time the wind's blowing like yeah. crazy, I'm thinking about you oh, know yeah. what's going on in California. They're talking about seventy mile an hour winds. That's just, that's crazy. Man. And I, I mean, I hate the fact that they're openly politicizing some of it. You mm-hmm. know, um, apparently there's been legislation for fire breaks, and it's been continuously voted down that they didn't want these fire breaks because they're ugly or whatever. And I know the president made some tweets or something. I, those, to me, sure, there should be some accountability from people that have made some poor decisions. But that needs to happen in behind closed doors. Yeah, I think, you know, and not, not out in the open. This is this is something that's hurting and literally killing people. And yeah. we need to kind of be sensitive to that. Yeah, and you know the. On one hand, the thing I like about Trump is he's not afraid to speak his mind. Yeah, because I feel like he's speaking his mind for people that have been told you can't speak your right. mind by the left for a long time. Yep. But I do, but I don't agree <laughs> with him spouting off and really trying to make a political issue saying, Oh, well, you know, you didn't, you did this, you did that. And you know, no more federal funding or whatever. You don't get your act together. Yeah. That shouldn't happen now. <laughs> you know, yeah. you should be saying, Hey, I'm, I'm sorry, this is happening. You know what, you know, how, how can we help or something? <clears throat> Yeah, I mean, that's, it seems to me like that's something that the director of FEMA goes, you know, after the fires are contained and after things are under control, the director of FEMA goes and says to these local people, look, why did this happen? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, you expect the American people to foot the bill. What what happened? Yeah. We want answers. Yeah. Anyway. Well, uh, yeah, yeah, and of course, not, not surprising that Trump stuck his foot in his mouth. Well, no. I mean, he's just... As, as much as I like his policies, he does that a lot. So, um... Uh, 
But uh, we're at um, talk about. <laughs> did you see the video of Acosta? I did. Acosta accosting. <laughs> oh, but he didn't touch her. What are you talking about, <clears throat> dude? This thing is getting blown so far out of proportion. And, it is. And oh gosh, I mean, I, the thing that I. <clears throat> okay. This in, okay, so what happened? If you haven't seen it, you, probably everybody by now has seen it. This news is a little bit old, but Trump gives a press conference, which he doesn't do very often. And so the media was really excited about it. And Acosta from CNN comes up and starts to... Badgering. Start to act in a way that was inappropriate, yeah. in, my, in my opinion. And badger the president and not, not follow the rules. Again, not following the rules. Not being a, being a player in the game, but trying to make their own rules and... and and so the president's had enough. This intern, young, uh, attractive young lady, this intern, the, her job, what her job is to help keep order in the press conference, mm-hmm. and her, her, her other job is to get the microphone from one reporter, give it to another reporter, so mm-hmm. we can, you know, hear every, you know, so they can continue this thing. She goes to grab the microphone, and I saw the video. I will say what I saw. And Trump, for that matter, saw the same thing. He was yeah, standing right he was there, right in front of him. Um, he he jerks the microphone away and then uses his other hand to bat away I'll say bat it away and you could tell immediately as soon as he did it that he was going to start backpedaling because he says like oh excuse me ma'am or something like yeah, that yeah, tried cause, to backpedal because yeah. he knew what he did and he knew the, comp, the implications of what he did he totally batted her hand away and it was a forceful motion yeah. whether he Not, hit her he was definitely parrying her arm he was trying to brush, control definitely brushing her oh, it was a forceful move and then and then so the video comes out of it, and one uh, one commentator, Paul Joseph Watson, uh, he's from England. I, he's got a lot of pretty funny and pretty okay. good, good commentary. He zooms the video in a little bit so that you can get kind of a close-up of, of what exactly happened and puts that out, and then the media goes crazy saying that the video was doctored. It was it was not doctored. It zoomed in I, a little bit. Oh, so you I can saw see it. one that was one was one was sped up and it made it look like he was karate chopping oh, her really? arm. I saw, yeah, I saw one okay. that was definitely doctored. Well, so. anyway, this original video, it it was not doc, It was not a doctored video. And even even the president came to defense of this particular one that I'm talking about. Uh-huh. And and I mean, how can you deny it? It's an unnatural. It was yeah, yeah. live covered. Yeah, and, and I saw it. But and as far as I know, nobody's trying to say like he assaulted her nobody's pressing charges oh, against right. him for that he's just saying you were a jerk you were jerk, a jerk to her you were breaking the rules of the press conference and i'm just absolutely tickled that they took his press pass see away. that's the thing that's the fallout now mm-hmm. is that they took his press pass and now cnn is suing not only the white house but suing the secret service agent that took his press badge how in the how in the i just i'm, I'm like blown bring away. it i'm blown whatever away. bring right. it i mean <laughs> you know right. it's like it's not like there aren't other CNN claiming, reporters there. They're claiming now. That I guess the grounds for their mm-hmm. suit is that it's a constitutional right to have a White House press pass. Not for Jim Acosta. Right. <laughs> right. For, for, for CNN. Would it be a constitutional <clears throat> right though? I don't think so. Yeah, not not to have a press pass. I suppose. I mean, I don't know. I don't know if you could Freedom argue of the press is a constitutional, but that doesn't right. mean you have access to. Yeah. To go inside the White House, you can report whatever you want. But. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> and, and and you know, even even if you tried to argue uh, that that they sh- that that even if you're not arguing law, you say the president should let so- let someone in. Well, yeah, let someone in from CNN, not him. 
Yeah, he broke the rules. How about a reasonable person. Yeah, if you want to, if you want other reporters in, fine. Until they break the rules. Yeah. It's just <laughs> to try to to even try. If, if if anybody's even trying to be objective about all this, to say we that are. he and we're try, I'm, I am. I'm trying yeah. to be objective. I to say that he was trying to be a reporter and ask a legitimate question. No, he was trying to badger the president and trying standing. Great. Yeah, he was. This that was not objective news <clears throat> news reporting in any way, shape, or form. Yeah, it 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 was not, <laughs> and I, I'm just I'm just tickled that they when I heard that they took his press badge away, I was like yes. <laughs> so uh, anyway, uh, yeah. But um, so that's probably there's not a lot more of that to talk about. But have, did you tell me you hadn't heard about Trumpy Bear? I have not heard about. Trumpy okay, Bear. I can I cannot do this justice if you haven't heard out of Trumpy Bear. Search it on your chosen search engine. You can and, put a link in the and watch the video. I could. I'll probably forget when I when I upload it, but I'll try to remember. Um, it. <laughs> I'm laughing. I can't. I don't know if I can talk about this. It. It's a teddy bear. Okay. With a Trump haircut. Oh gosh. And it looks when you watch. It's an ad. It's a real ad, but it looks like an SNL spoof video. It's so hilarious. Whoever made the ad, they had to know that it looks like a fake. Like a spoof video when they were making the ad because they played, they played legitimate ad versus spoof ad. They made it just they right down the center. You, you like you're like, is this a spoof? Is this real? So it's Trumpy Bear, this stuffed bear that they're selling for like an exorbitant amount of money, like almost sixty bucks. <laughs> but it's so it's this teddy bear that looks like Trump. Not even, which, it's not even valid, which is hilarious. But then you unzip the teddy bear's back and pull is his guts is this giant blanket of the of the American flag that you can wrap around you. And so you have the Trump teddy bear there with the with the hair and everything, and you've got your blanket. Oh around man, you. we might need a Trumpy Bear. I if might ever go to video <laughs> if we ever go to video i think that that might need to be oh we might we we will in fact i'd i'd almost i'd almost buy one and we could write it off on our on yeah, our no, it's a business expense. business expense for because because <laughs> we have a oh, exorbitant gosh. budget in our uh, podcast yeah. money coming out of our ears but it it's it's cute and hilarious and they like i said they did the video perfectly but you should you cool. should look up trumpy bear it's it's pretty awesome so so um you know we don't we don't spend an hour before the show to write some clever wrap up to make a sound. Well, before we we got a few minutes left. Oh, we, we do. Um, we do. Yeah. What about this? What's going on in Gaza? Uh, over like four hundred rockets have been fired by the Palestinians into Israel now, and they are like at war. I missed it. The, the headline says on the brink of war, mm-hmm. but come on, four hundred rockets come down on your city, you're going in war, right? I mean, this is a the uh, I you will be hearing about this more. You will be hearing about this more. Okay. Well, I'm I'm uh, I, I missed that in the news, but that's that's horrible that, that that's happening. So we'll uh, we'll probably talk more about it um, yeah. maybe next week. But I, I thought you were actually going to bring up our our, our comments. Oh we, yeah, we, never, we did. We, yeah, we we had a little bit of a kerfuffle last week with our pre-election show, and we lost it, and we had to re-record it. So um, in that episode that was lost, don't tell them that they'll never know. <laughs> That's okay. Yeah. <laughs> no harm, no foul. But yeah. anyway, we did want to give a shout out to our, our friend Mark who did comment, who was the first to comment and won our cigar. And I haven't heard back if he enjoyed it or not. So, Mark, if you're listening, which I know you are, <laughs> you better give us a, a write up on what you think of the thought of the cigar. I, I did run into him and he said he, he didn't, uh, he hadn't smoked it yet okay. when, I, when I saw him on Sunday. But, uh, but yeah, but I, you know, it's on, on one hand, I feel a little weird that it was a friend. But on the other hand, it's like, the thing that was encouraging to me and anyone else out there, this is like we, we claim to be the, the, the lowest produced, least listened to <laughs> podcast in America. But Mark's like, 
Mark, he didn't listen, be- like, he didn't keep listening because he was our friend. He's like, no, I'm actually enjoying the show. <laughs> yeah. I like what you guys are he saying. He was chomping at the bit. Yeah. For episode, <laughs> He's so, like, where's yeah. the next episode? So we felt really encouraged by the fact that he he's a legitimate listener, not just a friend. So... You know, maybe when we have a hundred thousand followers, we won't allow our friends to win the free cigars. I don't, I don't know. But <laughs> hey, he 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 was the first to. He jump was the at first. The contest, that's what so. we said. Yep, yeah. that's what we said. And anyway. he, and he got it. I, I delivered it to, to his house. So, so thanks to Mark and and uh, and anybody else out there that that uh, would like to comment, ask us questions, give us th- if there's things you'd like us to talk about, let us know, and we'll we'll give take a stab at it. Huh. And that, yeah, that's good too. You know, got some comments. Tell us what what you want us to yeah. to comment on, and we will we will do our best to tell you how you should think about yeah. anything. <laughs> maybe maybe we do something that really annoys you, and, may, and so let us know, and we might change, and we might not. Yep. But uh, but hey, we we appreciate you listening, and um, we we just we love enjoying a cigar and talking about it. And uh, <clears throat> the Casa Magna Colorado has been consistent, although. Probably not winning any awards. It's not a showstopper. No, it's not. And uh, I know where we are in time. And so I'm going to actually throw out one other thing about a cigar. Because it's a it's a cigar that we smoked and did not get on the podcast. It was actually supposed to be a podcast cigar. We'll probably revisit it someday because I want to buy it again. But it was the... Uh, give me a second. Arturo Fuente, Don Carlos. That was a good cigar. Yeah. Um, Joe liked it more than I did. He I was, loved it. We both were getting a lot of coffee. Like, it, was, it wasn't coffee-infused, but it was a lot of coffee. He was getting some sweet, mm-hmm. and I had a pretty tight draw on mine, and I was just getting coffee. I didn't get the sweet I wanted, but because he was getting sweet and I wasn't, it's like, I want to get a bigger ring gauge okay. of it and try it again, and we'll do it on a, make sure we get it on a podcast this time so that we can give a, you know, give a good review yeah, of it. Yeah, I think it's good to repeat cigars, too, because I think it, uh, it develops our palate better. And yours, too. If you repeat the same cigar, you kind of notice things before. I repeat them, just not on the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. So, uh, you know, it's yeah. good. So, all right. Well, um, that'll that'll be a wrap for today. Um, thanks, everybody, for listening to Doug and Joe Talk. See you next time.